Hello and welcome to the Auto Trade Podcast. My name is Wandile Sushi. <laughs> no, I'm George Mini. <laughs> I'm busy laughing right now because um, we're trying to test out some new intros for the show. <laughs> well, no, you're trying to <laughs> spam me with intros <laughs> that are inappropriate. One of these days, you're going to like them and you're going to be like, that's the one. That one has to stick. So, you know, maybe we will do like a, you know. The one you just played was like a died and go to, went to heaven. We've got to try everything. You never know. One of these is going to work. One of these is going to work. <laughs> One of these is definitely going to work. But anyways, to hell. <laughs> today we're talking about something that we've uh, kind of briefly touched on a while back, which was um, infotainment, uh, infotainment systems. Um, so we just want to unpack that a little bit, just getting to know what they are, um, what makes a good one, what makes a bad one, some of the problems that people have kind of raised, as well as the future of this thing that's called infotainment. But before we get into that, when I walked into the office this morning, George, I saw an electrified Volvo C40. Mm. I wanted to know if you had anything to do with that. Which one, the grey one or the black one? It was grey. Oh, uh, the grey one is. I'm not driving that thing. Uh, okay. I'm driving the black one. What are you driving? What is it? C40. Oh, and thoughts? Been I've had it since last Friday. Uh, I think that Volvo C40 is the shit. Yeah. Um, the reason I say that is it's 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 taller than my iPace. Okay, so it feels more like an SUV. Okay, my my iPace is not an SUV. Yeah. Um, so it's taller than my iPace. It's shorter than my iPace. It feels like a go-kart. A mm. um, little bit more roll than my, my car. Yeah. But it still sticks to the road like flipping snot it's to a blanket. Still got the um, same sort of performance that you expect from an EV. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's 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 0.1 seconds slower than the iPace, but you're not gonna you're not gonna feel that. Okay. Um, it's got that grunt off the mark, but the thing that blew my mind with this Volvo. And it's it's just because I don't think I've ever I've never driven a car with with this tech. Mm. And um so um I went to I went to the gym and you know it gets dark early now. Yeah. So I went to the gym and it was dark. So I drive the car um and it was load shedding. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just to make matters worse. It's just to, well, I mean it wasn't a big deal. Um, but uh, driving an electric car, doing load shedding. Anyway, so, <laughs> so, uh, so, 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 you know, get out of the area that I live in, and it's pitch dark, and the lights, like the, they illuminate the road so well, just on this this particular car, right? Um, next minute, a car comes opposite direction, flashing their lights at you. No, no, not, not at, at all. all, not at all. And I, I look on the dash; the car's bright lights are on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm expecting that. Yeah. I'm expecting this person to flash me to say, like you're blinding um, me. You're blinding yeah, me. Okay. Like that dial it back a little bit, yeah. Doesn't do that. Mm. Right. Next minute I see this dark patch over the car. Oh, okay. That was coming towards me. So the lights read the car that was coming and kind of. And. And almost bent the light around the car <laughs> yeah. that didn't blind him. Yeah. But the rest of the, the road, is still road was still with brights ah. on. So, and then as the car, I mean, as the car is coming towards you, the, its position is changing. Yeah. And you can see the LEDs moving. Yeah. As the, as the car is. And you didn't know this feature was there. I did not know it was on that Volvo. And it makes it, it made a difference. It made a, it was like, I can actually see at night. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Because the brights are on everywhere else, but not on the not on the car. Even like somebody was crossing the road. Yeah. Created a black hole. 
mm. around the person as he crossed the road. I was like, check at these lights. It knows where that person <laughs> is. <laughs> like Ultimately, though, you, you're really happy with this. I mean, you've driven the P8, you've driven the P6. Yes. Um, yes. And yeah, I mean, I think, I think still this is a Volvo. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I can't wait for the, what is it, CX30, I think it is. Um, I think it's the XC30. XC30. Yeah. XC, EX30. EX30, yeah. I can't wait for the EX30 at the end of the year mm. because um, because I think that particular electric car is going to be, um, first of all, it's going to be one of the cheapest electric yeah. cars on the market. It's 799 That's what it's coming in at. And then secondly, um, it's not a... Ice vehicle trying to be an electric car. So that was one of the things that came out when we had, uh, I think we had Greg inside, Greg from the CEO of Volvo, and we're speaking about the XC40, um, the, the P6. And one of the things was, it was kind of a transition period for... Yes. Um, you can you can kind of feel that in this, in this, uh, um, in this in 40. This 40, yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's well made, solid car. Um, but... It still feels like the traditional Volvo. Mm. So, if you're a traditional Volvo driver, the 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 thing you're gonna the thing that's gonna blow your mind is the in, instant torque, all the stuff yeah. that electric cars bring, right? But very familiar. Right? Very, but it's gonna still be a familiar Volvo feel. Yeah. Whereas I think the uh, the EX30 is a brand new kind of the next frontier of of what Volvo's kind of designed. If you if you, if you look at the EX30's dash, so let's just Google it. EX30 dash. Um, and if our uh, lovely producers could maybe put put one of those images up on the screen would be useful, but I'm going to put one up on my laptop. Have a look at that EX30 dash. What does it What does it remind you of? It reminds me of a Tesla. It's got that giant, um, like tablet looking mm-hmm. sort of thing on the dash. Sensor console, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And there then pretty much That's nothing it. else afterwards. It's just really, yeah. really big, and it's, it's a very eye pacey steering wheel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's got the it's got the piano black the glass touch areas, but the current Volvo has that as well. So I can't call it an iPad steering wheel. Um, but where there's there's hardly there's hardly any tactile buttons. No, no. Um, you know indicator and you know the uh, the stalks. Yeah. Um, but other than that, everything is on the tablet. So are you a fan of that? I mean, obviously we're going to be speaking, we're going to dive into that specific thing a bit later. But are you a fan of? having no tactile buttons on a dashboard when it comes to yeah. how you interact with the vehicle. Um, they are, cer- they are certain, they are, they are certain, in my personal opinion, having driven now ICE vehicles and now an electric car and driven most of the electric cars in the country, um, there are certain buttons that you need to be available. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be tactile. They don't need to be um, physical. Mm-hmm. They can be digital, mm-hmm. but they need to be available you know one of the things that have come up is this idea that having no buttons that, that's kind of the trend right now all the car companies are taking away well they, they're trying to they're trying they, they, they're obviously following tesla's lead yeah and, you know? and and i'm i'm not too sure if that's the best way to go about an infotainment system okay to explain uh, so an infotainment system i think it, let's just define what, what, do, you, what do you need you need you need skip forward skip backwards volume up volume down but pause well, no, I, I think I think you can leave. I think you can leave some of those things on as on the display, but there are certain other functionalities like your Windows, for instance, where some like Tesla, for instance, I think, where if you want to put down your Windows, you have to go to the entertainment system to 
Put your windows down. Yeah, that's a bit deep. Um, that's too. That's too deep. Um, I don't know if that's true though. Um, I know in some car companies they that's what that's what the entertainment system is, and I think. If you define an entertainment system, it's basically where you get all your information um, as well as all your entertainment features within some sort of sensor console. Um, and you can control the information as well. No, as Tesla's got physical tactile window buttons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that was a lie. That <laughs> wasn't a lie. It was just a... You just, <laughs> you, you just, it's, it's very hidden. So, look, it's very, that's why probably why you haven't seen it. Yeah. It's very hidden. See, so it's in the... So it's there on the side. It's there. there it's, it, you know, uh, okay, that, that one's more visible, but... Um, this one I'm looking at, I think, is the Model Y, and it's even more hidden. Yeah. So, uh, so, so maybe that's why we haven't seen it. But, but yeah, that's the Tesla dashboard. Yeah. And 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 everything is buried in that tablet. And what you're saying is no. I'm saying bury some things because, unfortunately, once you have one thing on, you can't have all of your buttons now visible. Whereas before, in the more sort of I don't know, conventional sort of sensor console and dash. You had everything in front of you. You didn't have to go and scrolling in, you know, through different. Yeah, but it looks messy. There's like there's ways to do it in a, a nice, classy way, which doesn't look. No, messy. it looks. I don't think it looks too busy. Yeah, it's distracting. Fun fact, though, there is research that's been done, and for the last three years running. Um, so you know, JD Power does this um, the yeah, survey, which looks at um, people are going to choose what they used to. Well, three years running, the thing that people can complain about the most is entertainment systems. That's the thing. That new car buyers. Oh, I'm not. Su- I'm not surprised, and that's because car companies are trying to be software engineers, and they're not. So, are you? Are you? Do you think that entertainment systems should not be? Do you think they should be done by, like, for instance, you know, Apple CarPlay and, and Android Auto right now is kind of the the wave. Um, well, everybody's using Apple CarPlay and Android Auto because mm. the infotainment systems are not great. Mm. on most OEM's cars, mm. okay? The mapping products are not great on most OEM's cars. Mm. Um, and, and I think the reason for that is, is, is quite simple. Um, they started out, the traditional OEM started out as a car builder, a car manufacturer, right? Yeah. They made a product yeah. that was mechanical, mm. Okay. So their roots and their DNA, their their soul is a mechanical product, a very good mechanical product. It's got uh, uh, window winder handles. Remember those window <laughs> winder handles? I do recall those. Let me yeah. put one up on the screen to remind <laughs> you. I don't think you were around when I, I, we had I, window winder handles. I've experienced a window winder. Okay. Window. Yeah, you know, if you if you had a friend with a polo with the rear ones being windy and the front ones being electric. I mean, I did my driver's license in a Taz okay. with no power steering. So. so, so window winder handles as an example. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and 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 so so traditional car companies, it, their DNA. Yeah, they had years of experience doing that. Years and years and something. Oh, for a hundred. Yeah. No, hundred twenty mm. years now. Mm. For a hundred and twenty years. They've been building mechanical products, mm-hmm. right? Brilliant mechanical products, state-of-the-art mechanical problem uh, uh, products. Mm. Um, <laughs> mechanical problem. <laughs> mechanical <laughs> products. Along comes Tesla. Yeah. Okay, and they are a tech company first, mm. and then a car company. Mm-hmm. Whereas a traditional OEM is a car company first. And trying to be a tech company after that. 
I think one of the things to, to remember is that people got used to using phones, tablets, laptops, and Tesla realized that that's how people want to engage yes. with, with information. Well, I think, uh, y- yeah, y- yes, but we still know how to ride a bicycle, mm. and there's nothing to do with the tablet there. Mm. Right. So, so it's the product itself, it's, it's the, it's in the soul of the company. So if you, if you, so, so if you, you had to ask me, um, the, the, which is the better way? Should you partner with like Volvo has? I think Volvo's made a really, really good choice. I think I said this months ago, mm. um, uh, to partner with Google mm. and to put Google Maps embedded into their product, yeah. into their mechanical product well now, electric car. Yeah. Right. Because they they realize that they're not good at building maps. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the way forward. I, I'm not because I've been in one 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 Apple CarPlay or Android Auto system is not. Gonna it's be the it's same not it's cars. not the, it's not the way forward. Yeah. It's not it's it's never going to be the same experience depending like from car to car to car to car. It's always a bit different. Um, it looks the same. Interface is you know similar. Yeah, but it's but it's, it's it's shit across the board. Rather partner up with somebody who knows how to do it exactly the best mapping. Google Maps. Google Maps has got a billion users. Mm. If you integrate that into your car mm. with over the updates, mm-hmm. you have to worry about mapping. You have to become a mapping company. Um, you have to wor- you worry about building the car. Yeah. Getting ahead of Tesla. So, so for me, Volvo's done that with, with Google Maps and with integrating uh, Android Auto and, um, uh, um, and Apple CarPlay. Yeah. They've done that well. So, so, so if you ask me, um, which is the better way? There is no better way. If you're a traditional car manufacturer, partner with experts in software and uh, computer hardware. Yeah. If you're a Tesla or a startup or Rivian or um, some of the other electric car startups that are tech companies first, then build your own hardware and software. Yeah, no need to try and do everything at once. If you know, you've been doing something really well for years and decades and, you know. Well, an electric car is quite a simple concept, right? Yeah. Electric motor, it's got an inverter, um, uh, it's got a battery and it's got wheels and brakes like everything else. So the rest the, is software. One of the things that people have kind of spotlighted the most is that there's just a, there's, there's certain issues that have come with kind of the infotainment systems that are on the market right now. One being... There's menus and menus and menus hidden behind different menus and menus and menus. Simplicity's gone. And as soon as you start removing buttons, for instance, then you have that 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 problem just gets compounded. Then you have, you know, your climate control, your volume control, your I'm I'm trying to see what's happening with the vehicle. All of that now is just behind. But that's a setup problem. So yeah. I, I had this problem when I drove the BMW. It was iX. Uh, the forty. Oh, okay. Yes. 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 Um, uh, the the SUV. Yeah, I think it's the IS40. Um, I'll show you. Well, bring up a bring up a picture picture of the 40 on the screen. Um, IX40, this one. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So so, uh, so BMW gave me that to drive uh, for a week. And my initial perception of the infotainment system was, oh, this is too tough to use. Mm. It was tough to use. There's too many. There's too many menus in menus. But was there was there any physical buttons there, or there, there was there were some tactile buttons? Okay, uh, yeah. So if you just yeah that one. So I drove that that for a week. Yeah. Um, do we have a picture of the? We have a picture of the dash of the iX40. Um, so that was kind of a hybrid between the, this this 
the tactile world versus some sort of... BMW got this right. Mm. If you look at the dash of that BMW, I think BMW has got it right in terms of tactile versus screen. Look at that. Okay? There's, 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 there's enough buttons there to do the important things. Yeah. I mean, I don't like the crystals. It's my one bugbear. But, <laughs> you know, that's a Kardashian thing. Maybe they're trying to sway them from, 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 from Range Rover. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, the execution here, I think, was a good one. Uh, initially, I thought that that, that, that uh, touchscreen and that menu was too complicated. Yeah. But by the time I got to the middle of the free state, my brain... It was quick to kind of... You know, my brain adjust. knew almost every sub-menu there because it yeah. wasn't too difficult. Yeah. And so maybe the people that are complaining are the journalists that are driving the car for the first time. Okay. And to kind of, it's overwhelming to yeah. take all that information in, and so it irritates you. Because it irritated me. I can understand that. But what about the, the, the thousands of people that are, the new car owners who say that it's, it's too complex and the learning curve is... How old are they? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know that. I don't know that data. But... <laughs> But you're saying essentially if you just give it a little bit of time, yes, um, you'll be it fine. Becomes, yes, it can get better, and 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 and, and I think it'll get refined. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like the cell phone got refined, mm-hmm. but it definitely doesn't scream "put more tactile buttons." Yeah, in my opinion, I'd be I'd be interested to find out what is the the scenario where you, you know crack your are you gonna crack your screen? But if, the, if there's a malfunction with the with the software, for instance, how are you now going to you know, raise your volume? And there's that, ma- there, there's been like a few system? malfunctions in my software on my mm. car, um, but it seems to be the way the the OEM has built the electric car has got seems to have two systems, or well, my car anyway. I've had my I've had my map um, system freeze. Okay, happened to me in the middle of the free state. Like maps aren't working anymore. Yeah. Then I turned on Google Maps on my phone until I got to the next stop, switched the car off, charged it, and when I came back, it reset itself. Okay. But the the the, the important bits of the car continued to work. Mm. Like it's not like they they interlinked, right? Like the one does not like affect the other. The infotainment systems is, 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 it seems to be separate from the from the core car driving. Yeah. Um. You know, and 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 working uh, perspective. So the infotainment system they do have glitches, and you can expect that. Mm. Um, especially if you're an early adopter, um, but I, I, you know, I think, I think Volvo has got the sweet spot. So, if you're looking for a new car, for instance, what, Vo- so so Volvo's got the sweet spot in terms of integrating with third parties like Google, right? Yeah, and BMW's hit the sweet spot with, in my opinion, with um, kind of layout with layout. Yeah, in that iX40, the user experience of. I'm not yeah. saying the 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 um, the, the little uh, three iX3, I think it is. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, the i3, yeah. i3, sorry. Uh, not the little i3. Yeah, the big, the big SUV. That no, the little, the, 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 the little SUV. The i3 was the old one, the little one. I'm not talking about that one. Oh, yes, the, the X3. SUV. The X3, X3 yes. that's it. Yes. iX3, well, I think I3. <laughs> Still confusing me. Um, so, <laughs> so many letters, <laughs> numbers. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so the thing about the iX3 is it's a retrofit. Yeah. Um, it's, an, it's an X3 that has been turned into, it's a, it's a ice vehicle trying to be an electric car. Um, you know, so, so when they build it from the ground up, you can see that they yeah. built it from the ground up. And the, and the EX30, mm. uh, from Volvo is one of those. Gonna be exactly. I, I think the EX30 is gonna be a hit. 100%. So for anybody who's looking for a new car though, because obviously the research is saying the biggest pet peeve that people have right now in new cars is the infotainment system. What makes it good? What should you look for when you're buying a new car when it comes to a good infotainment system? 
in your experience? Yeah, it depends on the OEM, eh? Yeah. You know, um, some OEMs have executed it reasonably well. Um, I think the biggest thing for now is does it have Apple CarPlay and Android mm. Auto? Because, because without those, you might be getting a mediocre experience. 100%. I actually did went and asked um, the journalists what they think. You know, what what, what, are the, what makes a good entertainment system what makes a bad one? Um, and the things that came out the most is, you know, having a great resolution is always great and having the user experience to be kind of integrated um, and, and seamless and easy to use is, is, is what's going to get you to win. Um, so it's kind of the things that you've mentioned, but I'm still on the fence. I'm still waiting for an experience which... Have you been in a Tesla? I haven't, no. Okay. I, I, think, I, think, I think you've got to experience the Tesla's interface mm-hmm. to really understand what the future looks like mm. um, of a tech company that's building a car. No, I believe you. I, I believe think the other OEMs will get there, but for now, partnering with tech companies is a good idea until they get there. Do you not think it's a gimmick at all? Like, Do you not feel that... <laughs> That it's, do you think truly, truly that it's a better user experience in terms of, one, not distracting you from the road, and two, getting everything that you need? I mean, having the software is great because it can be upgradable. It's, you know, we've seen VW, when they came up with the first system, there were some issues with it. But with updates, then it, it didn't matter what sort of, uh, which model you had. That's the thing. You can't, up, you you can't update a tactile button. Yeah. But you can update a, uh, a tablet. But and the other thing you can do <laughs> yeah. is you can customize your user experience. Yes, and that's yeah. That's so so things. nobody Tesla, you can do it to a certain degree, but nobody really has that option yet. Like my my iPace as an example, I've got my front screen a full map. Mm. I don't have dials. Mm. I've walked away from dials. Mm. Dials is old old school. Mm. So it's just a full map on my front screen. So you can customize the user experience to a certain degree in the current electric cars. Mm -hmm. But I think that's going to get more and more and more where you can now set up all the screens. Mm. You can put the important buttons in front of you and put the uh, less important buttons deeper into the, into the system. I mean, I was going to ask you, what is the future of entertainment then? There's just no buttons at all in your, in your car. Ultimately, I mean, it's a point where people aren't even driving and it's just, Uh, no. So I think the next, uh, the next thing is true voice. Okay. So every every OEM, most OEMs now are 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 trying to build again, and this is this is where um, executing it themselves yeah. is not great, because again they're not from that heritage. Mm. So um, so so voice assistance. It's a point where you can be like turn the volume up. Uh-huh. Well, I mean we we there in, in in some I know Mercedes Benz with they what it's called. But their system is really good in terms of the voice integration. No, I mean they 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 they're good. I can't say they're bad. Yeah. Um. But uh, uh, you know, it's it's just why do you need to use these use meat fingers? Let them drive the car. Basically. Like, be your hands on the steering. Use your voice to talk to the car. Yeah. Why do you need buttons? No, I fully agree. That is the world I want to live in. Unfortunately, we're getting there. Hey, there's another step after that. What's the next? Step? Well, no, no more driving. I'm assuming is. Thinking. Like your thoughts just decide what happens? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure we'll get there. I'm sure we'll get there one day. Well, Musk is doing it. With the, um, of course, it's called, yeah, that thing, the nerve, <laughs> the nerve thing. Neuralink. The Neuralink, yeah. Neuralink, yes. That is the next step, for sure. It's, um, you know, I'm not going to get all weirdo now, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but uh, but your body your body puts out electrical waves and signals. Yeah. Um, so you know. Um, the inputs that tell your hands to move will now be telling the car to turn up the volume. Yeah, it's like typing. Yeah. Typing is actually an analog, slow thing. You know, like typing is actually so antiquated. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's maybe faster than writing, but there's something faster than that. Just thinking it. Just thinking it. <laughs> getting weird. <laughs> you're sitting in your car like, and you're thinking, oh, I need the volume up and volume and goes, up. goes up. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's the future. I'm sure it is. That's pretty much all the time we have for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to hit subscribe and like, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Search Auto Trader.